Ooh, a little patriotic, huh? How are you guys doing? Welcome to it. Okay, that's enough. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of We Live on a Planet. We're doing something a little different today. Something I have. This is episode 346, and I've yet to record an episode, then save it and have it play at a later date. So this is the first time that I've done that because every episode that I put out, I put it, I record it and release it right then. But uh, I've been really ill. I've been sick. And so uh, I have a doctor's appointment. Um, well, a couple of them coming up this week. And all week I was sick. Actually, Saturday I was in the intensive or not intensive care. ER, I mean the ER. Intensive care. I went to like my prompt care to my doctors. It was Saturday morning. Got to my uh, doctors, my prompt care, and they're like, "Oh, we can't help you. You have to go to the ER." Uh, and so I had to go to the ER. I was so sick. I was like shivering, like you have never. Oh, I could not regulate my heat, but yet I was sweating. And then I would go from hot to cold to hot to cold. It was brutal. And then. I could not keep anything down. And so like my voice and everything is just racked from just the harshness. Oh, it's brutal. So right now it's Sunday evening. It's November 10th for me, but I'm going to put this out for Monday, November 11th, which would be Veterans Day here in America. Also my dad's birthday. So happy birthday, dad. So we're going to just, we'll time travel. Why not? Why can't we time travel? We'll pretend that we're time traveling. So we're just going to pretend it's Monday. I'm going to do my best in the show to pretend it's Monday. So usually what I do, though, is that besides telling you, hey, it's so-and-so date and it's 2019 and I give you the temperature just to kind of give you the feel of what's going on in my neck of the woods of where I am here in the world. And currently right now it's about 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and it's uh, 43 degrees Fahrenheit feels like 37 degrees Fahrenheit and winds are about 12 miles per hour out of the west right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario in the fine city of Oswego, New York. So excuse how my voice might sound. It's a little harsh and oh, I was so sick. It was weird because I was sick last Sunday and that's why I didn't put out a show Monday because I woke up Monday morning and got ill and the same thing happened to me what just happened to me the other day and I had the same symptoms and I just weathered through it. My wife's like, do you want me to bring you the doctors? You know, you're really sick. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to just kind of push through it. And I got better. And by Wednesday I was feeling better and I was real happy. I didn't go to the doctors because even with insurance, there's co-pays, it's expensive. You know, you want to, you know, not go unless you're really, really that sick. And so I, I didn't go. And then uh, all of a sudden Saturday morning comes and I wake up just this past yesterday and I am in that same exact state and it was brutal. I was worse than I was. So I get to the, to my doctors, like I said, they send me to, to, um, the, uh, I almost said intensive care unit again, duh, to the ER and I go there, and uh, then they hook me all up and all that kind of crap. I'll tell you about that more and later in the show, and uh, we'll, we'll do what we normally do, though. I got, you know, the quote I like to do, and 
our random stuff, you know? It's more than just a personal journal here. Like I said before, it's a personal journal with a variety show flair. Took me a long time to finally come up with a um, uh, elevator pitch. I guess it's okay. I like it. It kind of sums up the show. Hey, we'll be right back. Stick around. Welcome back, my friends. I got myself a nice uh, hot cup of hot cider. Yum. Hot cider. And um, I, if you follow the show, I told you guys a while ago, I got one of those K-cup machines, those Keurigs. And I got some uh, Keurig hot apple cider things for it. So you just pop them into the machine and oh, it tastes so good on my throat and everything. Just makes you feel like winter. And winter's coming here real soon. It's right around the corner, November 10th, like I said. But we're pretending it's November 11th, right? We're just going to pretend. Let's, ooh, pretending. Is that the pretending? Is that the pretending sound? It is? Oh, okay. I, whatever. Okay, here's a quote that I found. I have a couple different apps for all kinds of things. And this is like a, I think, quote of the day. The world is more malleable than you think. And it's waiting for you to hammer it into shape. Bono said that. Bono from U2. You know, the band. I was like, yeah, I was a big fan of U2. Well, they were hot when I was in high school. Anyways, they came out in 1976. I didn't realize that they'd been out that long. But they were real hot for me in high school. And they're still going strong and ever-changing and progressing as a band, which is pretty neat. But I like that. The world is more malleable than you think, and it's waiting for you to hammer it into shape. Got to do that, I guess. Hammered into shape. All right, let's um, let's do a little bit of history. Oh no, you know what I wanted to do? Instead of history first, I um, I've been really I was fortuitous that like the I'm feeling curious. The Google thing that I used to use isn't working or whatever. I haven't even checked now if it's back up working because I stumbled across the factsite.com. And I really, I enjoy that one and it's fun. And I didn't realize that I was just going to the main screen and given and seeing what, what it had that day, but you can go through and they have categories. And one of the categories that they had is physics. And I pulled up a physics category today from the fact site and I'm just scrolling through and whatever one just all of a sudden jumps out at the page, that's the one I want to read. So I'm on the physics one. We'll just kind of scroll a bit. The world's quietest place. 20 interesting facts about Isaac Newton. Yeah, that all sounds neat. Can you reach the end of a rainbow? Oh, this one's a spoon of oil can calm a lake. Hmm. I don't know. What happens when you put a spoon full of oil in a choppy lake? If you haven't guessed it by now, the lake calms. And this, the article says, you might be thinking fake news, but know that science may just surprise you yet again. Check out the facts here. All right, let's check out the facts here. Are you curious? I am. Hopefully this isn't boring you. Okay, so it says a spoon of oil can calm a lake. I'm really skeptical because I live on one of the five great lakes and Lake Ontario is huge. Okay, here's what it says. 
from thefactsite.com. When I first heard this, I thought it was fake news. But after a little bit of digging and reading, I was more sold. If you look at the two images on the article, you will see the before and after of what happens when somebody puts a spoonful of oil on a choppy lake. So if you're curious, you can go over to thefactsite.com and you'll see an image. It says, you can see the ring around the boat is calm water has an expansive circle around it. So why does the oil calm the water? It says, basically, when tipped in water, the oil molecules don't clunk together, but rather spread out to form a layer that is only one molecule thick. One molecule. These oil molecules all flip over onto their negatively charged heads, and they stand atop the positively charged water particles, like Molecular molecular magnets. Hmm. Because of the oil spreads out across the lake to form a film over the water surface that is just a single molecule thick. Meaning that you can calculate how big a single molecule of oil is by doing this, it says. So, for example, the spoon, one used by one tester, was about 0.39 inch or one centimeter high. And the circle of oil it created on the water was roughly half an acre wide. Wow. When you divide this up to fit into a tablespoon used, it would fill the tablespoon roughly 5 million times. Meaning that one molecule would be one-fifth millionth of a centimeter. Wow. Usually the wind builds up waves by getting traction upon the surface of the water and moving it. But the layer of oil molecule on top of the water acts as a blocker for the wind's traction, simply moving the layer of oil rather than creating waves. Isn't that, is that interesting? I thought that was interesting. But it says, how has this been used in the past? This is where it really got interesting to me. Because if you're bored, please stick with me because this is interesting. It says, it's pretty interesting trick and it's been used historically by all manners of people for different reasons. Benjamin Franklin, pioneer of electricity, used this bit of knowledge and know-how to prank people. He would tell people that he could calm a choppy lake with the touch of his cane. He would keep a small vial of oil in the bottom of his cane that would come out onto the water surface when he tapped it. That made him appear like a magician or some sort of choppy water calming god. Wasn't that crazy? The trick has also been used in more useful ways than Benjamin Franklin's practical joke, too. goes on to say that sailors, when bracing the roughest of seas, would dump all their cooking oil into the water to help stop the waves, gaining them and their vessels some reprieve. Some ships would even carry several casts of oil for this very purpose. Besides these previous historic applications, the science behind this is put into good use with our modern society. By putting a one-layer thick film of oil or a small molecule like magnesium fluoride onto glass, it creates something known as invisible glass which has barely any reflection or glare. This is because the reflection from the glass and the reflection from the layer on top of the glass essentially cancel each other out. 
This is the type of glass we use for phones and tablets and laptop glass. And that, yeah, so it says, finishes off by saying, so there you have it, people. A spoonful of oil can calm a choppy lake. And the applications of this dainty bit of bite-sized knowledge range from practical joking to making smart phone screens. Hope that didn't bore you. I don't usually read the whole thing. I just kind of give a little thing of history or uh, like the fact. But that one, I just, if I just said, hey, a spoon of oil can calm a lake and then I go on, you'd be like, whatever. And it just was kind of interesting. The interesting part to me was that what Benjamin Franklin would do. I'm like, that he would just trick people. Yeah, tricky, tricky. All right, stick around when we come back. Maybe we'll dive into some uh, history. That'd be fun. And then we'll open up the phone lines to you guys, too. I love hearing from you. We'll be right back. Welcome back. All right, so we got a little wrinkle on our brain, learned about oil and water. Don't put oil in water, though, because obviously that's not good. And trust me, the experiment works. And why? Well, I, I, maybe, a, well, yeah, a drop full of oil, you keep adding it up, it's going to make a difference. All right, so uh, I didn't even finish telling you about my little stint, though. So I, I go to the ER, get hooked up, get, they give me a bunch of fluids and stuff to uh, calm my nausea and run all kinds of tests. And when I went to my prompt care before they sent me to the ER, that my prompt care instantly says to me, so I pay, we pay 40 bucks to walk through the door. That's my copay. And as soon as I walk through the door, I'm like, I get sick. So I'm in the bathroom and I get sick and nothing's coming out by then because I got nothing left in me. So it's just that terrible feeling your body's just going through. And they get me right into a room and I don't even have my jacket off. Uh, my uh, physician's assistant puts his stethoscope on my leather jacket and then all of a sudden just says, oh, you're real sick. I can't help you. You have pneumonia. Instantly told me I had pneumonia. I can't help you. Go to the ER. So I go to the ER. They run all these tests, do the chest x-rays and uh, come back and they say, everything's fine. Your blood work's coming fine. There's no infections. There's no this, that. We think it's just a stomach bug. And I've had stomach bugs in my almost 50 years, and my stomach hasn't been upset. I haven't been like, like a, well, I had the nausea, but I haven't had like stomach pains. And it was weird that I had the thing, then didn't have it, and then had it again. So it was really weird. And so, and then that's a hundred bucks to go to the ER. So all said and done, 140 bucks later, and it was like, we have no idea. But prior to that, I was sick. I had like, my lymph nodes were swollen up and they put me, they said, oh, we think you have a bacterial infection and put me on some antibiotics. So there's something going on with me. I know that I haven't been feeling all that great, but I do have some doctor's appointments coming up tomorrow. My doctor's appointment though is with my therapist. That's, that's my head doctor. And then Tuesday I go see my orthopedic surgeon uh, about my accident. And it will probably be the last time I have to see him and just kind of end up everything from the accident, you know, because it is what it is. I'm not, they're not going to all of a sudden do surgery on me now. If they were going to, they, they would have done it on my, <clears throat> excuse me, 
And excuse me, I apologize for that. On my clavicle, because my clavicle got bu- busted up real bad, but they didn't fix it because they said, oh, you're not some young 19-year-old guy. I'm like, thanks, so you're telling me I'm old. But uh, so they didn't they didn't fix that. But uh, okay, so I now you all filled in. That's what was wrong with me. Hence the reason why I'm trying to do this, put this out, and then have it come out in the morning because I usually get up I'll try to get up kind of early for the show and uh, I haven't been sleeping very good for a lot of reasons and I want to make sure that I put on an episode for you guys so that's why I'm doing it on this Sunday evening a little different for me and it'll be kind of fun to see if this works and I can have this be published for Monday morning and set what time all right we are over at the history channels website and we'll find out what happened on this day of history when we come right back Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate it. Okay, so like I said, it is Sunday, November 10th, but we're going to pretend it's November 11th. So all the the history facts that I'm going to try to tell you today, holy cow, are from November 11th. But I did, because you can change the date and look around, but I did see what happened on November 10th. And one thing I wanted to share with you that happened on this day, November 10th, 1969, Sesame Street debuts. I just thought I had to share that because Sesame Street's awesome. So 50 years old. Keep going, Sesame Street. I love the Muppets. How can you not smile at a Muppet? Okay. So Monday, November 11th, we're pretending. So let's we're over History Channel's website, history.com. On this day, 1911, World War I ends. At the 11th hour, on the 11th day of the 11th month, in 1918, the Great War ends. Yeah, the war to end all wars. Hence, celebration of Veterans Day for us here in America. Armistice Day, it used to be, but what else do we have? Well, this one's real important. I have never gone and I really need to go because of my love of old grave sites and places that are historic. And this is uh, exactly three years after the end of World War I. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is dedicated at Arlington Cemetery in Virginia during an armistice, armistice Day ceremony presided over by President Warren G. Harding. 1921 is when that happened. And that is a really, really important place. I think it's just uh, amazing how it's got constant guard on it. And the you can see where the guards have worn into their into the concrete or the um, granite or whatever it is that's there with their footsteps. It's amazing. It's amazing. It says, um, okay, two days before... An unknown American soldier who had fallen somewhere on World War I battlefield arrived at the nation's capital from a military cemetery in France. On Armistice Day, in the presence of President Harding and other government, military, and international dignitaries, the unknown soldier was buried with highest honors besides the Memorial Amphitheater. As the soldier was lowered to his final resting place, a two-inch layer of soil brought from France was placed below his coffin so that he may rest forever atop the earth on which he died. 
says the tomb of the unknown soldier is considered the most hallowed grave at Arlington Cemetery, America's most sacred military cemetery. The tombstone, the tombstone itself, designed by sculptor Thomas Hudson Jones, was not completed until 1932, when it was unveiled bearing the description, Here rests in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. The World War I unknown was later joined by the unidentified remains of soldiers from America's other major 20th century wars, and the tomb was put under permanent guard by the Special Military Sentinels. And that, it's, uh, I think that's pretty neat that they did that. Neat's not even the word. Neat's like a generic word for that, I guess. Um, I found this interesting, and then we'll finish off with history, because I feel like I've just bombarded you with so much information today. Um, in 1998, a Vietnam War unknown who was buried at the tomb for 14 years was disinterred from the tomb after DNA tested indicated his or yeah indicated his identity. Air Force Lieutenant Michael Blasey was returned to his hometown of St. Louis, Missouri, and was buried with military honors, including an F-15 jet missing man flyover and a lone bugler sounding taps. Yeah, that's deep stuff. Deep, neat stuff. I think that's important to remember history and our veterans on Veterans Day, you know, here in America. My, I have veterans in my family, my oldest daughter, my brother-in-laws, my brother, my uncles, I guess my father-in-law, my, my father. So thank you to everybody out there if you're a veteran. Thank you so much for every, you know, to answer that call. Thank you for that. And um, not everybody can do that. That's for sure. We appreciate it. I know I do. All right, let's um, open the phone lines to you guys. You can contact me too. If you're using the Anchor app, it's super easy. You just push that little message button up top. I'd love to hear from you. And if you are listening through another podcast provider, maybe Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or I think there's 12 or 13 platforms that carry We Live on a Planet. So wherever you're listening to, you can still be a part of the show. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from where you're listening from. Even that. Just give me a buzz in and tell me, hey, I'm listening from so-and-so fill in. Just curious. And uh, you can do that too by heading on over to my website. My website's really easy to remember. It's WLOAP.com. And from there, there's a little phone button. Push that little phone button. It'll bring you right to my voicemail of my actual phone. And then I can upload it to the show. We can go from there. That'd be fun. I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's open up phone lines. We'll be right back. Good morning, Patrick. Really enjoyed your new show. You just loaded and shared with everybody. And I really, I really love your, um, your new intro. The thing that you click on at the top to tell everybody what basically your podcast is all about. I love how you put that. What was it? it? It's a journal, personal journal podcast with Variety Flair. I think that's how you put it. <laughs> I hope I got that right. I like that. That was really, that's, that was perfect way of describing it, I think. Um, really enjoy your show as always. Keep them coming. And uh, thanks for 
thanks for putting in all the effort you do and enjoying yourself. It And we enjoy sharing with all of it. So thank you very much. Bye for now. Thanks so much. That was Al Michelle from, you can find her. She's got a podcast, hashtag her wokeness. And she's um, dabbling around with a couple different podcasts. So head on over and give her, give her a listen. And thank you, Al Michelle, for the, just the positive vibe you gave me. And it, it was fun to make my trailer. I, I've struggled. I here it is almost three years. I've been doing this podcast and I never had an elevator pitch. I could never describe what my show was about. I've just struggled with really what it was. And, uh, when they came out with this option, anchor did to make your own trailer. I had to come up with something Well, I didn't have to make it, but I thought, well, why not utilize the tools that anchors giving me? So yes, we are personal journal with that variety flair, variety show flair. And that's kind of what, uh, we live on a planet is. It's always changing, you know. Some days I am up higher than others. It's just the way it is at this show, and I appreciate you guys sticking around with me. And, uh, ooh, we just got a weather alert, winter storm coming, a weather alert to Oswego County area in uh, Yawk. Yeah, <laughs> that's not fun, but uh, winter storm warning has been issued. It will expire at 9 a.m. on 11-12. So it looks like we're going to be getting some snow here in upstate New York. Thank you for stopping over. I do appreciate it. I will plan on talking to you guys again Friday. And um, have a great week. And peace. Talk to you soon.